0: Daily with Jason Mertedas. All right, here it is: your Monday, May 10th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. You know, it's weird looking at May 10th because I remember when the season started—56 games in 119 days—and going, "When does it all end? When can we get to the playoffs? When can we pick up where the team left off last year, where they got to the second round in a seventh game against the New York Islanders? When, 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 when can we get to the off season?" Yeah, the regular season is fun and there's ups and downs and you get revelations and players that step up. What's Farabee going to be in year two? But when is the season going to end so we can look at the postseason? That's what we do in sports. We wish time away sometimes. But what we didn't know at that time, back on January 13th, before the first game was even played, was that we would be sitting here on May 10th and the Flyers wouldn't be going to the postseason. I, I think we found that almost inconceivable Despite the fact for the eight or nine years prior, they went to the playoffs every other year. We thought last year was different and that this team was, it was a progressive step forward and it wasn't going to be every other year. Yet here we are and it is every other year. And there's a lot of questions. So as I look at this final game tonight, and I said this on a past episode, I'm not ready for the season to be over. I'm really not. 56 games even though this season's been agonizing at points, 56 games is not enough for me. I want more. I enjoy the ebbs and flows of a long 82-game season. When they say it's the dog days of February in the NHL before the playoff push and then the eventual playoffs in uh, early April, there's no dog day for me. I love it. I, I the, the flow of an 82-game season... I think is, I love it, and 56 games for me is not enough. So um, as I sit here for this last game tonight and get ready for the broadcast tonight, uh, I'm a bit angry that this is it, because when the pandemic hit March of 2020, we lost everything. We had no sports. Then the Flyers came back, and that was awesome, and then that was over almost as quick as it started and then we came into this season and now 119 days later it's over again and I, again i want more hockey no i'll watch the the playoffs and i'll watch the league i always do and i know a lot of you do but i am not satiated with what happened this season at times the meal was good most times the meal was not good it was undercooked it was not well prepared to use the parallel of a restaurant. So I sit here today, and I and I'm pretty darn angry that this season is ending. And I believe, and I I, I think that those who run the organization, whether that's Dave Scott, Chuck Fletcher, Brent Flair, Elaine, I know Elaine Vino is angry. <laughs> uh, his coaching staff. I know a lot of the players are angry, but it's what you do with that anger that. It makes it matter. Certain players will go into this offseason and they'll use that anger as fuel. Certain players will go into the offseason, that anger will dissipate, and they'll prepare like they do every other year, and nothing will change. What ownership, what the front office needs to do is identify which players are going to use it as fuel, because that's the kind of player you want. You want players that hate losing, and that when they do lose, They do everything in their power to make sure it doesn't happen again. So that's that's a big key. And and as I go into this game tonight as well, and Brian Elliott, they're going to celebrate his 500th game with a ceremony before the game tonight, which I think is awesome. And I think it's Brian Elliott's last game as a flyer. And he's done a really good job here in his time. He's played through injury. He's played in a lot of difficult circumstances. And he's been a total pro. So if it is Brian Elliott's last game... Uh, I think that uh, when I look back at his time here, I think it's been very good. But just off the top of my head, when I think about the questions this offseason that this team is going to have to answer, I mean, this is just, I'm just going to go right off the top of my head. Number one, you got to figure out what you're doing on your top pair with Ivan Provorov. And we're going to answer all these questions in subsequent episodes individually and deep dive into them in the off season. But just thinking off the top of my head, the number one question that they have to answer is, who, who are you playing with Ivan Provorov? That's the number one question. And the answer needs to be a really good one. Because if it's not, then you're in a really difficult situation. Because you got to be able to limit offenses and, and, and your opponent's top line. That's been a huge issue this year. What is the future of Phil Myers? He's had an abysmal season. Where is Phil Myers? Is he going to get back on a, on a really good trajectory and arcing. What about Shane Goss' despair? He was healthy scratched numerous times this year, started the year off in COVID protocol, got into the lineup, was scratched here and there, eventually waived, then played his best hockey after he was waived. What's the future of Shane Goss' despair? He's got a contract that's $4.5 million. In some ways, he may have upped his value with the way he performed, especially offensively this season. So could he be moved? What's the future of Goss' Because if he's here, he just can't be a top-pairing guy. He's got to be in your third pairing defensively and then a power play specialist. Is that something they want to pay $4.5 million for? That's the question. When you look up front, I mean, think about the expansion draft. Who's going to go in the expansion draft? Is it going to be James Van Riemsdyk and his $7 million cap hit with a couple years left? Is it going to be Jake Voracek? And his $8 million cap hit with three years left? Are you going to have to throw a pick, a prospect, a pick and a prospect to Seattle to get them to take one of those players? Are you willing to do that? Should they do that? I mean, that's a huge question. Where's the change going to come from? You need some pretty, you need some core change. Who is it? Is it JVR? Is it Jake Voracek? It's not the captain. He's got a no move clause. Are, you going to look to, are they going to look to add a scorer? And I'm not talking about Patrick Laine. I know that's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about a scorer. I don't want a pure goal scorer, and that's all he does. You can find scorers in the league that can play other elements of the game like Laine can't. And is so incredibly streaky. I'm talking about a guy, I've said this on the pod before, that when he gets below the top of the circle – and you're on his line, you know to drive the net because he's shooting. He is not passing the puck. Who is that guy? Who is the guy you can go out and get that has that ability? Because there is too many pass-first guys. You need a trigger man. Again, not line A, but you need a trigger man. What's the future for guys like Wade Allison, Tanner Lazinski? I think Wade's played great. Uh, what, What about Cam York? I think Cam's looks so good. I almost, like, imagine it and go, he looks so calm back there. I can't imagine him going back and playing in the NHL. He looks defensively and the plays he makes and the ease with which he has made them so far. It's only two games, I know. He looks way more comfortable than Phil Myers does. Is Cam York a guy that's going to be on the roster to start the season next year? I don't know. I, I think there's a distinct possibility. I've been incredibly impressed with what I've seen so far. What about Morgan Frost coming back from the shoulder injury? How do you get year one Kevin Hayes back for year three and not year two Kevin Hayes? What are you going to add to this roster to add a little bit of fear for the opponent? A little bit of grit, a little bit of sandpaper to use the old dumb hockey cliches. Where's that going to come from? Those guys need to be able to play in today's game. Are you going to be able to go out and accomplish that in your bottom six? A little bit, somebody that can bang. Somebody that can stand up for guys when the opposition is taking liberties on a certain player. That that needs to be addressed. What about goaltending? Geez, I haven't even gotten to goaltending. I usually start there. Start at the crease. I mean, Carter Hart, the year he had, the numbers... I think Brian Elliott, we kind of did start there. Brian Elliott, I think this is it for Brian Elliott as a flyer. Where do you go with Carter Hart's goaltender mate? Do you go with a veteran, a guy that I brought up before, a guy like James Reimer? Do you find one of those guys? I think Bernier is going to be too expensive. But a guy like James Reimer, who was a starter in Toronto and is now a backup and knows where he is, but if Carter either goes out injured or doesn't play well, you can ride him a bit. A guy like a guy like Reimer fits that bill. Or do you go to Columbus and try and get a guy like Jonas Corpusalo and say, hey, you know who's getting the crease? Whoever's playing better. You got Carter Hart and Jonas Corpusalo. Boys battle it out. Whoever plays better gets the crease. There's two different philosophies there, right? On how you handle your goaltending. Which way are they going to go? I don't know. These are all really relevant questions. That that As I sit here on the day of the final game of the season, not full from the meal that I got this year, not satisfied with the taste of the meal or the service in which it came out, I'm angry. And that's just, I got a thousand more questions. Those are the ones off the top of my head. What are the answers to the questions? Think about that today before you get ready for the game tonight. Do you need to go back and listen to those questions? I'd love for people to tweet me their answers to those questions. At Jason Mert, at J-A-S-O-N-M-Y-R-T. And we'll go through all these questions and many more once the season's over. But as I sit here on the day of the final game, they're on the, my frontal lobe of my brain. And if I didn't bring them up here on the podcast... I would have stewed. So I'm glad I did. And I'm glad you heard it. And I'm glad that you decided to listen to this podcast. And if you could leave us a rating and review, I would appreciate it. But have a five-star rating and review. All right, everybody, for the last time, enjoy your hockey tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow. And then we'll begin the process of breaking it all down. We're going to rip it down to the studs. And we're going to figure out where to go from here. At least we're going to figure that out. And we'll see what they, where they go from here. It's going to be a fascinating offseason. One I'm not ready for, one I'm not looking forward to, one that should not be happening at the conclusion of this game tonight on May 10th. Enjoy your hockey tonight. We'll talk to you on tomorrow's Flyers Daily.